Hi, everyone. Welcome to Abram Behavior. It's your host, Christabel. I think it's been about three weeks since I recorded. The last time I recorded, I said, I'm going to make this a weekly thing and I'm going to be on here every week. Uh, That did not happen. And, you know, it got me thinking about how just I need to stop doing that because like life during a pandemic has been incredibly difficult. And so my mood is like in constant fluctuation mode. It ebbs and flows. And some weeks I just don't have it in me to record. So I need to just like let go of that capitalistic tendency to just hustle. Typically, I don't even struggle with it. So I don't struggle with a desire to hustle. I'm the queen of relaxation. But when it comes to something like this that I enjoy, I enjoy podcasting. Um, I find that there comes this whole like, if you enjoy it so much, then you should be doing it more often. And the truth is, that's just not the way it's been shaken out. So I'm going to record when I'm able to and hopefully um, it will still get to those whom it needs to. This week, I want to talk about like something I'm super excited about. And I think that's the other thing that will help make me... um, record more often is that Janelle has agreed. Janelle is my partner, in case you don't know, um, my ex-wife and my current girlfriend. But uh, she has agreed to come onto the podcast with me. I am so excited about that because honestly, it is the most insightful relationship I have. I jokingly call her my muse because the best thoughts I ever have come from having discussions with her. And literally this podcast I'm about to do is as a result of a lengthy conversation we had this morning. So let's, let's, let's get into it. But yeah, um, look out for that. I don't know. She's currently away working. So I don't know when we would do a, a our first episode together. But I, you're going to see our dynamic is like, <laughs> I can't I can't even explain it. Like, I hope we are able I hope it's able to translate onto like the podcast. I hope that like, cause sometimes when you set up microphones and stuff, it tends to stifle conversations. Um, but my hope is that we are going to like lay it like all out there. Like we do when we're talking, you know, regularly. Um, and so that's something I'm looking forward to. So this week though, I wanted to talk about relationships as my biggest teacher. Um, I have had many relationships over the years. None has been as impactful as the relationship I have with my mom and the relationship I have with Janelle. Those two relationships have been uh, like the relationships I've grown the most in. Um, But I also think that sometimes other relationships that we end could be, you know, we could always learn different things about ourselves from those relationships, but we end them perhaps a little too soon because it's hard. It's, and 
But I don't think it's just because it's hard. I also think that we have to be ready to learn from relationships. Otherwise, all we do in relationships or all I did in relationships, let me just talk about myself because as always, this is my perspective from my life. (laughs) Um, So I can't speak for anyone else. But what I noticed is that in my other relationships, I just was not interested in learning shit from anybody. And I can only say this in retrospect. I did not realize it at the time, but in retrospect, I can look back and see that a lot of what I or how I moved through that relationship was... um just like, this is who I am. If you don't like it too bad, like you knew who I was before you got with me and now you can't tell me nothing. And I was just the most defensive, um, just proud of like all my conditioning, even those that didn't serve me. I was just like, I did not care. I was going to love you the way I knew how to at my current <laughs> skill level. And if it wasn't good for you and oh, well, you can always leave. So that was like just my attitude. And in addition to that, I had this attitude of just like looking at the other person's faults, I, you know, or their perceived faults. It was always like this blame game. Like you, you do this, you did that. You are this way, you're that way. And um, I feel like social media also like has that tendency to let to make people do that. Like when you look at these like memes or graphics about how the other person is narcissistic or about how this person is toxic and that person is no good for you and that person does not respect your boundaries and just cut them loose and you deserve better and Yeah, absolutely. We deserve uh, relationships that are respectful, loving, um, tender, uh, all of that. But honestly, I have found through therapy because therapy and social media, like I, they're so opposed in when it, as far as like advice is concerned, number one, therapy doesn't give me advice. Like my therapist does not give me advice per se, but like social media is so black and white in its advice given. And I just know that like, it hasn't been like that for me. Um, And as I'm navigating, you know, like as I'm having therapy over these years, I realized that many things certainly are black and white, like clearly abusive, um, you know, relationships. But so much is not black and white. There's so much to be learned in the gray area, or there's so much of relationships that exist in the gray area. And so I'm thankful um, that I have that other perspective because I swear, like I will have therapy this week and I'll, I'll be in like, like a good headspace about the things that came to light for me. And then I go, I go on Instagram and it's like, leave, leave now if you're experiencing. And then there'll be bullet points, this, that, the other in your relationship, run the other way. They're showing you their true colors. And 
And I'm just like, but my therapist did not say that, right? He gives context. He helps me like see it from (laughs) like so many different perspectives and like, you know, and it's just not that black and white. So while many people, I feel like, benefit from the advice that relationships should be easy, it's just never resonated um, with me. It's just because none of my relationships have been easy. None of them. Not with my mother, not with my um, ex-partners, not with my current partner. And so... Certainly, I, sh- I, you know, I should have or um, should. That's the other word, you know, like my therapist always says, should we really you should? <laughs> but I perhaps uh, benefited from moving away from those relationships. Uh, but the relationships that has had the biggest love that I've ever experienced um, hasn't always been easy. In fact, I can almost say has mostly not been easy. And again, most notably is my relationship with my mother and my relationship with uh, my current partner. It's love, love that I have and feel from both those people are, is the kind of love that is mind blowing. And I, I'm talking about love, not in a romantic sense, but love that means that, hey, if I need to take four months off work, I know um, my partner's got me. If I need a kidney, I know my mom or my partner's got me. Love that is is all-encompassing. Love that is like deeply spiritual. Um, Love that is transcendent and Again, those two relationships have been the hardest relationships I've ever had. So, I mean, hey, if the whole love should be easy thing resonates with you, that's fine. And I feel like many people don't talk about this stuff because it's like it feels taboo, right? It feels like if our relationships are hard, we dare not admit that because people are going to be like, mm-hmm, that's totally abusive or mm-hmm, yeah, you should totally leave, And so like, yeah, people just don't talk about how hard um, some of their greatest loves have been. Um, At least that's what I think. Um, So ultimately, I don't think that every difficult relationship is a relationship we should not seek to repair um, or grow from or... um, So like talking about like my relationship with my mom... Many people, and I think that's the difference between like Western individualistic um, way of navigating relationships and navigating relationships. There's a market difference there, right? Like in the West, I find that many times, especially if we've had parents that were abusive physically or emotional towards us. There is an easier, there's, there's a, there seems to be more ease when making the decision to completely separate from them. In African cultures, typically, this is not the case. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, there are good and bad sides to it. Um, 
Um, so I'm not going to like, this is not a judgment on anyone or whatever choice you feel like you had to make to, um, protect yourself or to, to like, yeah, it's not a judgment at all. I'm just saying that for me, even though I suffered like horrible, (laughs) um, physical and emotional abuse from my mother, Cutting her off is was just not an option that I was looking to pursue. Um, it just wasn't. Even when I started ther- therapy, one of the fears I had was that if I talked about the abuse I suffered at her hands, my therapist would encourage me to like hate her or like keep her keep her far away from my life or you know things like that because honestly yes I suffered from her um or suffered at her hands and I'm still working on healing those things and navigating that but I it was there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted a relationship with my mom um I mean, obviously, I had my boundaries around that and learning to have boundaries around her. So, yes, I wanted a relationship with her, but I knew that my boundary would be if she continued to cause me harm. So, yeah, we can I can work through the harm that she's caused me in the past. um, But I knew that as I was working to heal I had to establish certain boundaries with her and it didn't go over easy. It was slow starting. It was hard for both of us uh, because we would fall into um, our old patterns often. But as the weeks went on in therapy, I was able to have patience. I was able to have patience. I was able to have support because I knew what my goal was. Um, so in that, you know, in, in line with that goal, my therapist was able to support me when I had, when she and I had difficult moments, um, or we regressed or things weren't going as I wanted them to, or she wasn't respecting my boundaries and all this stuff. Um, and just gradually over the years, Little by little, by very, very, very little, our relationship progressively got better. Um, But there were so many moments there that um, I literally could have thrown in the towel and been like, this woman is detrimental to my mental health and I want nothing to do with her. And I think that's a valid choice for many people, but it wasn't for me. I didn't want it to be, I guess is really what it was like. So that's where I think like intention comes in or how, yeah, intention. If we are intent, not forcibly so, but like if we have as a general intent that we want to maintain a relationship with a person and that person is willing to put in the work, um, even if it's gradual and there seems to be recurrent regressions, it could work, you know, 
um, that you could heal that. And that was true for me. She was willing to put in the work, even if she was super hesitant and super resistant. And I was like constantly triggered, constantly triggered, constantly, like, I'm not even exaggerating, constantly triggered, but I stuck it out. She stuck it out. We stuck it out. And um, we're in such a magnificent, magnificent place. I love her so much and she loves me so much. And she has like coming out with, you know, like as we're healing our relationships, I, as we were healing our relationship, I came out. So that was super hard to navigate because she's an African Jehovah's Witness mom who has deep homophobic um, ideologies. And so, yeah, so that was so hard to navigate. Even till today, uh, there will be things that come up. But overall, she's supportive of me. She's supportive of my relationship. Um, Well, I would say that she is supportive of my... (laughs) friendship um in that like she she's still she's still she's still who she is she's still a jehovah's witness who believes that homosexuality is a sin so she can't allow herself to like get deeply involved in my relationship but if i came to her with like troubles she advises me um with with impartiality and so that's that's i i couldn't ask for anything um else you know and again this might not work for everyone someone may say if my mom does not completely accept me and my queerness it's an absolute no-go and I encourage you to make the decision that is right for you uh but that wasn't the right decision for me um she can be as homophobic as she wants in her heart but she knows that there is a very 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 strong boundary that exists that she could never express that to me she could never express homophobia in my vicinity um and so she strictly adheres to that And so here we are, able to have a relationship. I'm able to take my partner to Ghana on a yearly basis. She hosts us. She loves us. And and that's sufficient for me. Uh, So, yeah. So in addition to that, when I think about my relationship with Janelle, for instance, um, when we first started dating six years ago, I... It was a hot mess. I was a hot mess for so many reasons. When I first, when we, when we first got together, I had just left um, a few months before. I had just gone through a pretty difficult um, divorce, a pretty just like antagonistic divorce after four years of a deeply emotionally and physically abusive uh, marriage. So I was in a fight or fight mode all the time. It was it was just about me versus you. Yeah, I knew I loved her. Yes, absolutely. I would do anything for her. But when it came to like my conditioning and and just the way I was um raised to interact in relationships, I grew up in a household where we yelled, we screamed, we threw things, we hit, 
(laughs) So that is literally all I knew how to do. That that was what I knew how to do. So for the first year, it was like absolute chaos um, between Janelle and I. And when I, you know, as as we came to the end of that first year, it became clear to me that it was untenable. um, That if if that if I wanted to have fulfilling relationships, I would have to do some work, do some work on changing my conditioning as far as I'm able to do some work um, on understanding who I am, understanding where my patterns came in, where, um, where the things I had learned as a defense mechanism in childhood were no longer serving me in adulthood. And so I went to therapy because while I would say to her, this is who I am, if you don't like it, it is what it is, I was deeply ashamed of my behavior. I was deeply ashamed of how I was treating this person whom I claimed to love. And so, yeah, I went to therapy because of the love I had for her, um, not because, not necessarily because I had this immense love for myself and wanted to be better. That's not how it started. I went to therapy because of the love I had for her and the desire to treat her better. That's what took me to therapy. And so five years later, here I am, a much different person. And six years into our relationships, six years into our relationship, the lessons never stop. Um, while there are things I wish that I could change in our history, I just am ashamed that they happened and I wish they hadn't happened ever because that trauma, the effect of that trauma is still lingering. Um, I can honestly say that she has been the truest reflection of myself than I've ever had. It's so hard to see yourself. It's it's much easier to see someone else, like I said before, and tell them what they need to work on. Um, but shifting from just like focusing on what the other person needs to work on and focusing on, on myself has made it so that I had to get true. Like I had to get like real honest about what I saw Um, accepting what I saw, but also looking for ways to gain new skills to help me navigate life and my relationships with more ease. And I I just had to, our culture has taught us to throw in the towel early on if it's hard, uh, but especially if it's hard in a specific way or for a prolonged period of time or in a recurrent way, that shows us automatically that it wasn't meant to be. And while I'm sure, as I said, that that sentiment could be... So while there's history that I wish we just never had, it's not something to be proud of. I'm not out here saying, yeah, we it, this was really hard and I'm so proud of it and... Um, without the pain, I wouldn't know love. Nah, there's certain things that I genuinely, genuinely like just regret um, because their residual effects 
uh, from undergoing that trauma is still present. And in addition to dealing with like everything else, we have to deal with the true and um, the truth that those traumatic things that happened in our relationship, um, the effect of it is still lingering. And so like literally we've been married there's been infidelities we've divorced there's been trust that has been lost there's still a constant conversation between us as to whether we would make it um if perhaps the hurt of the past is too much to overcome if perhaps that tr- we can't regain the trust um so yeah it, that stuff is still there and so we work we go to therapy we fight, we cry, we threaten to leave monthly, it feels like, um, because it just feels so hard sometimes. But you know what? Above all, we love. We love so deeply. We, um, we have learned so many skills, so n- nothing feels abusive anymore. Nothing feels harmful anymore. Um, it's just navigating the pain that has been caused. Um, but we've grown so much in the way we communicate, in the way we set boundaries, in the way we respond to our boundaries not being respected, um, or even the way we respond to our boundaries being respected. All these things come with its own set of challenges. But again, I have not regretted for one moment us staying together or us loving each other. I've never doubted that. I've never regretted that. I have, again, apart from the love that I have for my mom, um, I've just never loved as deeply as I do her. And I've never felt love as deeply as the love I feel from her. Uh, So I just kind of want to talk about this stuff, how relationships are different for everyone and how we shouldn't, uh, hmm, I don't like should, but how we perhaps could not judge ourselves if our relationships look different than what is portrayed on Instagram or elsewhere. Because again, I I, I will say this to no end, Instagram therapy and real life therapy are so different. So, 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 so different. At least in my experience, it has more nuance. It, it, it includes more context. It's super obviously individualized because that makes a huge difference. It is based on your current circumstance. Um, and five years later, I swear, my therapist roots for us so much but not in a like a inappropriate way just like just from a perspective of you guys are doing so well with communication our couples there because yeah I have a therapist we have a couples therapist and she has a personal therapist so our couples therapist is the same way you know like nuance individuality context they know this. So I can, you know, like, I'm sure maybe someone would listen to this podcast and be all judgy about it, right? 
Like, yeah, you probably should have left that relationship. It shouldn't be that hard. But these individ like these individuals, these professionals that we engage, they know the context. They know our individual experiences and they know the love and the work and the progress that has is present. And based on that, they are working with us and they're rooting for us and they're pleased with our progress just as we are. Doesn't mean that that's, it doesn't mean that we're not going to break up. Doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together, but we have an intention to spend our life together. We have a determination and we're putting in the work to make that happen. And most of all, we have the love. Um, I don't know if it's most of all because our couples therapy would always say, uh, our couples our couples therapist would always say love is not enough. So absolutely love is not enough, but love coupled with work intention and just like determination and progress and mutual respect (laughs) has us at a place where, yeah, we're still like um, navigating difficulties, but we love being together Um, And we are creating the life very, very slowly, very, very gradually. It feels like sometimes we're creating the life we want, a life of more peace and calm and kindness and compassion and respect and boundaries and, um, you know, self-determination and autonomy and, you know, just like all this stuff. And we're doing it every single week. And I'm incredibly proud of us. Um, even if it looks a certain way to other people. So yeah, as you can imagine, like this is a much bigger conversation and um, I can't wait to have it on an ongoing basis now that I've gotten her to like <laughs> agree to <laughs> come on because we're so different people. Uh, we always say that we're the same different people because I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and she does not talk, does not talk, does not talk, does not talk. Um, But like, yeah, I think that having this conversation, frankly, openly, like literally just last week, she called me out on my tendency to use tears to use my tears and my pain as a weapon to emotionally manipulate her. Um, And at first I wanted to be hella defensive and talk about how that's not true at all, that absolutely I'm in pain and I'm, I'm, I'm crying because I'm in pain and she's just heartless and lacks empathy. And then I, I took a deep breath and I said, you know what? you're right. (laughs) You are right. I do do this. Um, so to see, oh my God, it was super hard because like when I examined myself and came to the acceptance that I do do that, that's one thing, but to openly like acknowledge that to someone else who you just, um, don't want them to see you that way. You know, because like 
yeah, I'm in pain, but maybe I exaggerate, not maybe I exaggerate or like magnify the pain and the tears to get love and acceptance because that's what I did when I was a young girl. When I didn't feel loved or accepted, I invoked these methodologies. So yeah, I do regress back into that Christabel into that little Christabel and do do that. And for her, who is super sensitive to being controlled or manipulated in any way, it triggers, it triggers her. Um, and when she's triggered, she relies on her conditioning and which often seems to me to be cold and distanced and removed and, you know, unempathetic. And so like to actually openly admit that for the first time, to her, and this is after six years of being in a relationship, was freeing because like now I have let go of the shame and the blame that I placed on her. And now we can just get to work on this new revelation about this thing that I do, right? We can, I, can, I can just get to work and work on it in a truly meaningful way um, with the guidance of my therapist. So that's the way we, we continue to evolve and we have conversations all the time. And I just think that it will be super dope to have these conversations on the podcast and just like, just like, let's talk, right? Let's, let's as much as possible eliminate shame in the way we, navigate life because relationships are fucking hard, man. Like if you consider the fact that even like your mother, whom you came out of their womb or their vagina, you guys probably, for those of you who have a difficult relationship with your mom, um, if that relationship can be as hard as it oftentimes is, imagine like relationships with with just like these random total strangers we felt we fall in love with and decide to cohabitate with. Um, for me, <laughs> it makes sense that those relationships are equally hard. I know that for some people, that's not the case at all. But if we're looking at statistics and more than 50% of marriages end in divorces and um, most relationships end and there are very few happy and easeful relationships. I, I'm not alone, you know, and to, to say that your relationship is not the most easeful can feel very shameful, but I am, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm only ashamed of it when it comes to comparing, you know, what my, what the realities of my relationship is to what the ideal I'm presented. That's that's the only time the shame comes in. The shame is never there when I'm in in therapy, be it with my personal therapist or with the or, or with our couples therapist. The shame is not there. I we, I don't know. It's just not there. So I just want to bring those conversations, like have more of those conversations, and be like, hey, there's nuance, there's context, there individual um, considerations to be made. And um, of course, one size doesn't fit all. I, you know, like there's so much um, opinions out there, including mine. And I'm not, 
ever going to say, listen to mine or whatever. And I still really think that the most, the best way to do this is with an individual therapist, you know, to navigate difficulties we have in relationships is to do that with a therapist, to coach somebody who has personal insight into your individual like circumstances and the context and the nuance there. So this conversation that I'm hoping to embark on is not prescriptive, is not like directive. It's just literally me and us sharing our experience and it may resonate I hope it resonates with some people where you can be like okay let me pursue how um you know like let me let go of the shame let me see how I can you know if I have access to therapy learn how to um navigate relationships better because I think it I do think it's a skill that we need to acquire being able to communicate being able to set boundaries being able to um respect and just navigate relationships I think it's it's a skill many of us just don't have it intrinsically um and many of us have been socialized in a way that we we just never saw examples of it um so we just like are kind of shooting in the dark and reading self-help books and trying to figure it out. And I just feel really empathetic for the Christabel that was that was doing that before I had access to therapy because, yeah, shit's hard. And um, even with therapy, it's still hard. But I think it's worthwhile if it's the person I or the persons that you have an intention and a desire to do life together with I think it's even in its hardness there's so much beauty to be found there and um yeah so that's all I have for this week until next time I was gonna say next week but we know that I become a liar when I do that so until next time um I want to just like have more of these conversations okay bye (laughs)